there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one fundamental page of Talmud every day. And in today's Dapim, today's two pages, you have a mot 18 and 19. We get one of those sentences that really kind of take your breath away because they're profound and they contain multitudes and they raise so many questions and so many issues that we could really yeah, spend days, weeks, months talking about them. Here goes. Rather, the correct interpretation is, was about to, means that he was about to perform leveret betrothal with her consent. This is talking, of course, about leveret marriage, the case in which a woman loses her husband and his brother performs a ceremony that then makes the widow his wife. The Talmud goes on. Did not manage means that he did not manage to perform it with her consent, but instead did it against her will. Consequently, it is understood that this baraita is not in accordance with the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, as it is taught in a baraita with regard to one who performs leveret betrothal with his yevama without her consent, Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi says, he acquired her and the betrothal is fully valid, like a consensual leveret betrothal with his yevama, and the rabbis say he did not acquire her. An argument breaks out. If a man loses his brother and then performs leveret marriage on the widow, does he need a consent? Or does the process just happen irrespective of what the woman thinks, just because that's the system set up by the patriarchy? This opens up so many questions, but to help us unpack many of them and bring this conversation up to date, up to our moment right now in the year 2022, it gives me great pleasure to welcome the person who actually edits this show, everything you like about what you're hearing right now is thanks to her, our editor, Quinn Waller. Welcome to the show. Hi, Leo. Thanks for having me. Uh, well, thanks for having me, because as soon as we're <laughs> hanging up the phone, you're going to edit this uh, and, and make not only yourself, but more importantly, me sound very good. So let's take it from the beginning, just so our listeners get a little bit of a sense of, of why we're talking uh, about this. Tell us a little bit about yourself and where you are in your uh, own spiritual, emotional journey in life right now. Well, I am currently converting to Judaism. And I'm not converting for marriage, but I think the idea of converting for marriage or converting for someone ties in really well with this. I'll tell you a little story. Uh, last night I was sitting in my conversion class and there was a, there was a new couple and we're going around, we're introducing ourselves and the guy says, hi, I'm Bob. This is my wife, Sally. She's converting for me. <laughs> <laughs> and that just, that just rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. And for a little side project that I've been doing, I've been speaking with a lot of converts lately. And I have to say, um, the people that have converted for marriage are like they've never converted for marriage. Ostensibly from the outside, it looks like they've converted for their husband. But when you talk to them, they say, yeah, oh, my husband did not care. He did not care if I was Jewish or not. I wanted to do it for me. And so I think there's this idea that people, especially women, convert for marriage or for their husband. But in my experience, that's not really the case. And I think that framing it in that way takes a lot of the agency out of the woman's decision to completely change her own religion and her own spiritual foundation. 
you know that's 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 a big that's a big decision there's a kind of trope that like converts are are the best Jews because we try twice as hard and i think that that's true and i think that that wouldn't be the case if you were just converting for someone like even if you're converting for someone you're converting for yourself first i find what you're saying right now so moving but i'm also kind of doubly moved by actually kind of seeing echoes of this in today's stuff, right? I mean, here is the the celebrated eminence, Rabbi Odanasi, the compiler of the Mishnah, you know, the 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 top dog in charge. And he says, well, you know, there's a process. And if the brother wants to do X and whatever, the marriage is the marriage. And here comes the rabbis and saying, hold on, um, forget even our modern understanding of like, oh, this is a you know human being with agency, etc. But the rabbis are saying that this is, this is a woman who had just lost her husband, right? This is a woman in mourning. This is a woman with a very deep set of, you know, emotional, intellectual issues. Uh, you know, under the best circumstances, she may not want to give consent to this. But especially in this condition, it's actually doubly important that we stop and understand that this is not an acquisition uh, of of chattel. This is this is a union of two souls, and as such, nothing happens for him. Uh, he did not acquire her, as as the as the Talmud tells us, but rather they acquire each other. Rather, they acquire each other, and and not only do they acquire each other, they they reacquire faith in the system that helps connect them, the spiritual system. Exactly. Uh, so it sounds to me like Bob doesn't quite get what we're talking about now. You're out there, not just going through the conversion process, but also in in the dating pool. So the guys you meet out there, and forgive me, I'm. A, f- a few a few years removed uh, from from these mating rituals, but uh, when you go out into the world, do you meet more Rabbi Hudahanasis or more rabbis? In other words, do you meet more people who basically think that, well, you know, we're going to do it on my terms because I'm the man. And if you're converting, it probably has something to do with me, and if we're dating, it probably is going to revolve around my wishes and demands. Or, or is it truly 2022? And and do guys out there understand life as a joint project? I think it's fully 2022 and guys understand that it's a joint project. I think if anything, I'm, I'm Rabbi Hanasi because I'm saying this is going to happen on my terms. We're going to date how I want. You're going to take me to the restaurant that I want to go to and you're going to pay. Baruch Hashem. And I think, you know, after, uh, what is it? 5782, after 5,782 years of oppression, I think that a man can pick up the check. Hallelujah. Kron Waller, thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you for having me. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Daron Ruskay, Josh Cross, Robert Scarmuccia, Sarah Fredman-Ader, and Quinn Waller. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi, or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon. <laughs>